A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com code SUPER24. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Hello, how can you not be happy when you hear that music? So welcome to episode number 117, with this episode coming out just three days after the last. And this episode, like the last, is going to be talking about art in the age of now at Fulham Town Hall, which had its opening on Tuesday, and it was such a good evening. I saw plenty of old friends that I hadn't seen for, well, since before lockdown, and also made a few friends. Everyone's a winner. And talking of old friends, this episode features two of them. The first being MC Lammas from back in the day when it was the Mizog Art podcast. And the second, Abigail Fallis from episode 92. Now I won't go into too much detail about this episode, but MC is curating over 20 artists across three rooms, one of which is Abigail, whose sculpture has been featured quite often in the publicity for the exhibition. And I know I've mentioned it before, and I will definitely be mentioning it again, but this is a huge exhibition with over a hundred artists. It's in an amazing building, with some great art experiences. What more do you want? I mean, it was straight across the road from Chelsea's football ground, and they were playing that night. There was two massive queues when you come out the station. The small queue was for Chelsea Football Club. But it was a great night to be around artists and art and art lovers themselves. And it was run with military precision by Art Below's production team, who were proper on the ball. But to find a little bit more about what's going on, please 
come with me to meet MC Lammas and directly after, the lady who's always been a little bit bananas, Abigail Fallis. This afternoon I've invited MC Lammas along to talk about uh, a show that she's creating across three rooms showing work by female-only artists at Fulham Town Hall in Art in the Age of Now. Hi MC. Hi. How are you? Good? I'm very well. Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you. Building up to the show, so there's still last minute things to do. Oh, there's, but, a, yeah. there's a lot of artists in there, isn't there? Always, yeah. yeah, I know. It's going to be so... I mean, it has been a lot of fun putting it all together, actually, and being part of this hub, because we're all building up. So, like this this yeah this fight this opening and it's, it's very exciting that we're all I love doing that when there's like such a big group of people yeah. and all the excitement builds up because it's a collective excite, excitement it is getting quite electric now isn't it and even uh -huh. behind the scenes in like the um the whatsapp group it's buzzing yeah. and buzzing constantly yeah. isn't it? <laughs> um, mostly people just trying to get in <laughs> exactly. like, please let me in <laughs> yeah. you've got you've got three rooms in the channel that you're curating oh. yeah you've got over 20 artists yeah. could you tell us something about some of the artists you've got there in the rooms that you're curating um well I've got so the three different they're three completely different rooms in a way and I mean they're all women artists which happened completely unintentionally in the beginning because I was just selecting pieces and actually the first room started the whole show I was going to do quite kind of an eerie mysterious yeah um conceptual abstracted like monochromatic curation but um I mean actually I started by uh, I started by asking Nettie. I think Nettie was one of the first artists I was talking to. So I, I create I curated the first room, kind of around these themes, and then it developed into three, you know, two more different um, stories. So the first one I did was m uh, more mysterious, and it's got the Nancy Fouts Little Red Riding Hood, nice. um, and it's it's you know it's got really poetic painterly oil paintings um and um there, i've also got to have a friend who made a, po a poem that's written part in hebrew that she will be performing um on the private unit and it's stuck in vinyl to the um, yeah. to the wall yeah behind um yeah the same wall as the the netty wakefield pieces so it's like i'm kind of trying to tell a story with all these works and you know quite personal pieces i would say well, I went in there a few days ago um, before everything was hung. Yeah. Um, I went in from the main hall and I was yes. met with um, uh, a stack of bananas by Abigail yeah. Fallis. Yeah. Yeah. That work makes me so happy. So we were chatting during lockdown with Abigail and she was playing around with these bananas. Yeah. And I literally, every time I saw them popping up on Instagram, I would, I would start laughing. I was like, this is amazing. And especially Abigail with her bananas, just the whole, the whole image of it and her like playing around. And she started making those banana puzzles, essentially, yeah. that are like structures. So they cut out bananas. And you can you can play around with them and create your own structures because they slot in yeah. with each other. And and I was like, ben, uh, I said I was about to call Abigail Banana actually. <laughs> <laughs> and banana did. Banana <laughs> phallus. Yeah. <laughs> that would be such actually. I really <laughs> Literally, the amount of banana puns that we've been making, I can't deal with it anymore. 
And I said, Abigail, we have to have those big, like, please make them big. Brilliant. So, um, so yeah, we ended up um, doing that. And that, that was the, the first piece for that room. And then like that room ended up being quite a fun, but yeah, a fun kind of fun pornographic, but cheeky, not aggressive, colorful pop room, yeah. uh, which the centerpiece is, is all these bananas, like this crazy, which also referenced, I mean, it's also a very like, you know, conceptually interesting piece because it references Andy Warhol and obviously yeah. Maurizio Catalan. Yeah. And I think that was the beginning of her process. It was to do with the Maurizio Catalan banana at Basel uh, that was stuck to the wall. So, you know, it has all these kind of um, uh, references, but I wanted it, I just I just think art should be fun, you know, sometimes and and um, you can tell, it's, you could tell intelligent stories or conceptual stories with things that are quite fun. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I just, especially since we've been in such a dark lockdown for totally a year, totally like totally seeing agree. a stack of yellow, cut out bananas that you can play with yeah. and arrange yourself just makes me really happy I just yeah well I think we as you just said there we're in a we're in a bit of a grey world at the moment fun colour humour we, exactly. we, we need loads that, of it you know yeah that's also um and the third room is um the third room is is by I have pieces that I made during lockdown with um my my collaborating partner artist Pauline Amos and um and again, they're quite fun pieces that we made to, because she was part of my bubble. So she was the nice. only person I was seeing. But I, so I'd go to her in Devon and we'd spend a week just painting and having fun and laughing. And we were just saying the other day, like, art, you know, you should make each other laugh. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, and our process is quite funny as well because we, with the paintings we made our time. So we'd work on 10 works at the same time and then put a 30 second timer on a phone and change paper and we'd kind of we'd make each other laugh without talking to each other just by <laughs> that we were putting down on the canvases and uh yeah we we marked so we'd go over the we'd have um yeah 10 pieces of paper or four canvases and we'd swap them around and kind of rotate um yeah rotate and paint on each other's marks and try and create a story together without physically talking to each other so the kind of conversation was happening on the paintings which was a lot of fun as well. Brilliant. I, I did see one in, going back to the room with um, Abigail's bananas in it. Yeah. Um, as I went in, um, some had just been hung there and there was um, a large, maybe 70 by 50 piece, just as you walk in, which had like embroidery um, shapes on it, on a, yeah. on a, a nude image. Yeah. yeah, that's Edie, Edie Baker. And she's she's great. She's kind of, she's like a new discovery um of mine and she she works a lot with all vintage pornographic pin-up magazines nice. that she cuts out and collages and she she re retells stories and makes fun of you know of those images and then embroids on top of them Brilliant. and she I think she has I think she told me she had the biggest collection of vintage uh, pin-up magazine in London <laughs> amazing so in her studio it's just her with a pile of like random boobs and nipples and hands and she loves putting hands on like really awkward parts of like images Excellent. and yeah Excellent. so she's been a lot of fun and I mean we've also got Holly Allen who's a not all another um, embroidery related um artist and she's really she's really great I discovered her through Kate Bryan's Instagram actually yeah and I was 
obsessed with her work and I've always thought oh if I'm if I'm going to curate another show I really want her to have a place in it yeah because she she sort of draw draws with needle and cotton doesn't yeah. she yeah and um I'd seen her work online and yeah. because I've only seen it on Instagram I had no idea of the scale and yeah. and when I walked in and saw that it was possibly mm -hmm. um maybe 1200 wide Yes, yeah. But I just mm -hmm. envisaged them being maybe sort of 500 wide, you know. Not that oh, that's a problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's like, and I, I love the geometry with them and, you know, the kaleidoscopic situation that yeah. had, really makes you look into it and I find them so precious. Yeah, it definitely draws you in, doesn't it? Um, like Nettie's, for instance, Nettie yeah. Wakefield. I go close to her work and sort of yeah. have a look at her, her pencil lines. I found myself doing the same with Holly's work, going up and, and looking at the stitching, you know. It's, uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just exactly. a, another pencil or brush line to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so delicate. I really love, I love her work so much. And then we've also got Savannah McMillan, who's an LA-based uh, photographer, and she has, um, yeah, she has three pictures that are also quite suggestive, but abstract in nature and um yeah she's really great as well i had never curated a photographer before actually and you haven't. i really no yeah i really enjoyed um because i just i just find it i find that sometimes it's a medium that i i don't understand like as much because i haven't practiced it either like mm. and to that like digital i mean way because um when i play with polaroids i suppose it's different but um, yeah, it was really interesting working with her as well and being based in LA, kind of the, the conversation back and forth. Yeah, it was really good. So I've discovered actually through curating this, I've discovered a lot of new artists because I, you know, by researching yeah. and seeing what works. So new relationships as well, which has been really exciting. That's always good. Yeah. That's always good. All right, MC, thank you for your time. Thank you. And I'll <laughs> see you at the private view. Absolutely. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Part of that conversation MC and I just had, we focused on um, the banana sculpture of Abigail Fallis. Well, we've got Abby here with us now. Hi, Abby. How are you? Good. Thank you, Gary. How are you doing? Well, your banana sculpture at the Fulham Tanner was become a little bit of a, a little bit of a talking point. How did the idea come about? Basically, they started life at my, for my daughter's 13th birthday, which was last year. And I always make her a birthday card. And it was about one in the morning. I'd wrapped her presents. It was like, oh, what am I going to make her? And literally looked at the fruit bowl and uh, saw the bananas. And I'd been doing cardboard tro shopping trolleys for, at the time, for um, Isolation Art School. Yeah. I'd been doing some stuff for them. I'd been painting up lots of cardboard, so I had some yellow cardboard. So literally cut out, drew some banana shapes, uh, not unlike the Andy Warhol bananas, which yeah. these remind me of. You know, so, you know um, I'm referencing some uh, good historical pieces here. <laughs> and also another uh, favourite artist of mine, who uh, sadly um, died, is... Um, Angus Fairhurst. Angus nice. did lots of bananas, um, and he, he, but he did the inside of the banana, yeah. and I think they were called Undone. Very beautiful, cast them in silver. I've been in a few shows with him, and I have always been a fan of his bananas as well. So um, thought, yep, yeah, okay, I'll make some bananas. So cut out, stack them. But the idea is, it's like she would have to wake up and build her own bananas. They were always flat pack and lightweight. I teach, and I like to do community projects. So I sort of everything I 
sort of think about now how do i extend that into the community how am i going to take this into design technology projects etc and other children and sen students so um uh, yeah lots lots going on that's how it started made her the banana back and then i i I thought they looked amazing and um was really pleased with them then at the same time this was last year summer maurizio catalan as so my house was full of cut out cardboard bananas stacks of them being stacked everywhere um maurizio catalan at the same dark time um sort of crashed the basil art fair by taping the banana <laughs> yeah with gaffer tape um and and it sold for i don't know 120k so yeah. that was and so what i did at the time was just coming up for the art car boot fair last year i taped my cardboard banana onto a canvas board with some gaffer tape and again they they look so great but the, the best thing about these they make you smile so we're, we're still we're in this we're in this pandemic um and so i think you know is there's a lot of uh, worry anxiety going on and i think these just take your mind off of Definitely. it they certainly take mine anyone that walks in they smile i don't know if it's the the color the yellow i think it uh artists all of the various art historical references yeah, and the bananas are sort of humorous objects anyway isn't it with all of those comedic connotations you know the banana skin it's a great fun tongue-in-cheek object and have you i I remember once when i was uh, at a party we were quite drunk in a kitchen somewhere and we actually thought well how slippery are bananas so we (laughs) really slippery (laughs) dying if you fell on a banana so we were ice skating around the kitchen on banana skins so Mm. also I'm, I am, I'm, I've become obsessed with the bananas now. Brilliant fuel. But as you say, it's got that comedy value. Yeah. It's, it's got a real darkness because, of course, you think of the slave trade, you think of uh, colonialism in, in the UK. I think Cavendish, the Cavendish banana came from the UK and it was sent out to Guatemala to feed the slaves who were building the railways uh, because it was an easy food you didn't have to give them anything they can pick their own food off the trees and eat them that's how appallingly bad the British were treating their staff back then Um, and what happened was on the Guatemalan railways Che Guevara was training to be a doctor at the time and living in Guatemala and the American army that the the Guatemalan banana workers, which I think was the Banana Republic, wanted yeah. basic sanitation rights and, um, and 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 homes for the the railway workers because they were just left to sleep on the side of the road and then expected to build all day mm. and eat bananas. Um, that so they did an uprising. They didn't really do an uprising. They they got a union together and yeah. said we would like basic sanitation and 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 housing. So what the American army did, they came in and they killed them all. They Fine. they murdered up to, oh, I think okay. it's about 2,000 people for yeah. asking for such a thing. Now, Che Guevara was out at the time and he was he witnessed this atrocity. Yeah. Would have been a young guy. He was training at the time. So I'd imagine it was or something. And that's what caused it. He got me in touch with his mate, Fidel Castro. And that was sort of the beginning of the... Um, of, of of their freedom fighting wow. and how they set off because they 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 witnessed this atrocity of their own people to ask for something as simple as can we have some uh, you know somewhere to go to the toilet yeah. it's the most disgusting story i'd ever heard and i think it's so important 
we don't forget about these things. You know, we you, you, actually, I don't see that many people walking around the streets. I've, I've, well, no one's been walking around. <laughs> That's why. But, you know, when I was a student, everyone was wearing Che Guevara T-shirts uh, for a good reason, you know. Um, I think we need a bit of that back. The government were about Definitely. to put that bill in, weren't they, where no one could protest, yeah. no one so we have to fight these bills and uh for me this the, the bananas represent freedom fighters well so it definitely you know it's, it's carrying that message as brilliant brilliant government takeover so so yeah they've, they've also got that the darkness which is the uh a tribute to the 2000 people that were murdered by the american army the bananas in question they're um they're pretty much to scale they're made of mdf and they've got little slots in them, so you can sort of make your own sculpture. They're interchangeable. But the ones at Fulham are a lot larger. And what are they, sort of maybe four, four and a half feet? Yes. Um, the, the board I cut them out of, I wanted to get it so I could still travel with it. It's, it was an eight by four. So each banana is, uh, I think, I fitted some of the smaller ones too in there. So the biggest one is eight by four. Okay. Um, they had to be engineered because um, unlike these where you can just stack them into any pattern, yeah. Fulham had to be stacked into a specific way. Got you, got you. But you're responsible. Anything you go quite big with, you are totally responsible. If that falls on someone, that's you as the artist's responsibility. Yeah. So you have your public liability, your insurance be prepared for that so that had to be engineered so that it would work um that it's 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 very stable um and i've also found a new material now because but it, they're, they're all made in birch ply which is a, a very high-end yeah. plywood it's lovely it's a really good wood um so they're made in that but i found this other one called tricoya oh, yeah. which has a 25 year lifespan underwater so oh. the great thing is because i understand people might want these for their gardens. They couldn't really have one in Birch Mai because it does it, it's not waterproof. But yeah. now I've got the Trichoya, it's amazing. So I can make an addition that they're weighty, they're good. You you know, you'd anchor them down, you'd put pegs underground to sport them. Oh, nice. Um so I can now make them as an outdoor sculpture. Brilliant affordable one because it's not going to be at the level of metal of course if anyone wants a metal one they can translate into any size scale or material that's what i love about this pattern it took me ages to finalize how many notches how i'm going to make it for that very reason that when storm king sculpture park comes to me and said we want one at 10 meters high <laughs> it, i can make it Still a bit of work in the in the cad file yeah. but it's all doable because i've got it all down now in cad so yes yeah, because historically, you are pretty well known for making quite tall sculptures, aren't you? I hope that my work is, is, is always very zeitgeist, that I'm going to make it at the time, but that it's always going to be talked about. It's always going to be relevant. I wish it wasn't. Like when mm -hmm. I made the when I, uh, the fish pieces, my fish bronzes, yeah. taking the fish skeletons, well, I made those over 20 years ago, and they're more relevant than ever. Yeah. Not done anything in 20 years to support the seeds. We're doing tiny, tiny things that literally are dropping the ocean as yeah, well. Yeah. So I, I can proudly say that all of my work still have a, a will always have an important message unless humanity can turn it around so quickly and and change. Well, that sort of reputation with your work has already started in just a small little way, insofar as when you're in the um, Fulham Town Hall, when you're asking someone where to get to a certain room, they say like, oh, just go up past the banana room and then it's on the left, you know? Yeah, they are. They're, 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 a, they're a landmark, aren't they? Yeah. Cities, literally, I'd like to see them in cities so that 
you're going about your business, then you walk around the corner and bam, there's a giant stack of bananas. You can't help, but they just take your mind off. They distract you. They distract you from, from the everyday, from anxiety, from anything. And if you can, if you can make someone come around the corner, beam their head off and then carry on walking, then, you know, you've done something good. Yeah. The perfect sculpture for the city center, aren't they? I, I really, yeah, I, I, you know, want to push them to that. It's, it's hard getting those uh, city centre sculptures. Yeah. I'm joining the MRSS, Society of Royal Sculptures. Oh, yeah. About to join them because I didn't realise they do the plinth one. Yes, so anyone listening, please contact me for your, your banana um, specifics and <laughs> I can I can adapt them to for any, any environment. So, yeah, they're great. Excellent. So are you about to become the mad banana lady? Uh, she makes these beautiful cakes on your burns, pants on fire. She makes really beautiful cakes, uh, very waterproof. Uh, they're, they're made for festivals and things, waxed yeah. um, camouflage cake. So she's making me a wax camo cake, cake but the inside is going to be silk banana lining. <laughs> oh, nice. I am actually getting a banana cake. Brilliant. <laughs> well, Abigail, that's us about done. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you at Fulham Town Hall. Great, Gary. I look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'll see you later, Abigail. See you later. Ta-da. Well, there you have it. First of all, MC Lammas. How bloody cool is she? And her curation went down a storm on Tuesday night. And Abigail Fallis, who's getting her own banana cape. She's going to be a real superhero. But like Ali was saying there, when you look at her sculpture, you just see a fun innocent playful object then you discover it's got these powerful and dark conceptual and political undertones not every artist can pull that off i tell you but abigail has on a large scale and on a small scale so abigail thanks a bunch the old ones are the best right art in the age of now is open until the 6th of june it's at fulham town hall and you have to book via eventbrite and it is a bloody corker of a show And talking of a corker of a show, next week's guest has currently got one, and that's the amazingly colourful Orlando Broom. She's showing at the Grove Square Gallery, so if you're in London, that's another one to pop into, because Orlando has installed a trowel through a mini forest. So that's this coming Monday with myself and Orlando Broom. I'll see you then. Like I say every week, on whichever platform you listen to this podcast you should be able to leave a comment. If you could do that, that really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast. If you've got any queries, drop us a line on social media at ministryofarts.org. If you're enjoying these episodes, spread the word of the Ministry of Arts podcast. If you're not, well, fuck you. You won't be listening to this bit anyway. And those of you that are, thanks for listening. And until next week, ta-da. Ta-da.